Do you see the deals on these brands? Of course you can't. This is a podcast. But when you go to Ross this spring, you'll see brands you know at prices you love. We're talking all the shoes, hues, and oohs at 20 to 60% off department store prices. Go see the savings at Ross. This week's Off the Vine is sponsored by GEICO. Go to GEICO.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. Hemp Fusion, and to make it even easier to try Sleep Support or any of Hemp Fusion's premium CBD oil products, they're offering all our award-winning listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code VINE at checkout. Once again, that's hempfusion.com promo code VINE for 20% off your purchase of high-quality CBD oil products from Hemp Fusion. Talkspace, as a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace to match with your perfect therapist. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code VINE. Jordan Harbinger Show. I really enjoy the show, and I think you will as well. Search for the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Firefly Lane. Watch Firefly Lane now, only on Netflix. Straight Talk Wireless. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199, plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune in to Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Hey, Vinos, do you own or rent your own home? I'm sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because I know you have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Podcast One presents Off the Vine with Caitlin Briscoe. Caitlin is creating a space where girls and gents can feel empowered to be themselves. Get ready for lots of laughs, taboo topics, unfiltered advice, and wine. Lots of wine. Get ready to shake things up. Here's Caitlin. Welcome to Off the Vine. I'm your host, Caitlin Briscoe. Cannot wait. For my finals to hear today's podcast episode because it is long overdue. I'm sitting down with someone who you all watched me dance with each week on our way to Dancing with the Stars Mirrorball Trophy, which we won. No big deal. He truly did kick my butt all season. We definitely had our ups and downs, but of course, I'm so grateful that we got through it together and it was definitely all worth it in the end. He's a dancer, a fiance, a new father, and I'm so glad I got to be his partner Finally, we got the chance to sit down and dive into all of the behind the scenes of our season together and hear about how he got to where he is and how he's doing post-season. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode with the one and only Artem Chigvinsev. We were just talking about um, how you don't sweat very much, and I found that so weird because I was sweating just sitting here wearing the sweatsuit and my beanie, and I was like, Artem was never like sweaty when we danced, and he would wear a beanie the whole time. Like I was so much sweatier than you. What what's that about? Because you danced more than I did. I was just watching you doing it. So. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's fair. But even when we were doing like the jive, when we did it over and over and over and over again, I was still sweatier than you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just like sweat more as a human. <laughs> It's just as simple as that. I just sweat more. I'm just grosser than you. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. It's so funny that we spent every freaking day together 
And then now it's been like a few months and we're finally podcasting, but were you so sick of me? It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> just a little true. No, you know what it is? I think it's just like when the season was on, like that was all what I did, right? Yeah. And then there's the whole side of my life that I was like not quite attentive to. I mean, I, I attend as much as I could, but it wasn't really like, oh my God, 24 seven. Right. And now like stepping in into it, there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. That, you know, and um, I don't know, it just like takes up your whole day. Like honestly, I can't even imagine. Like you can just literally spend 24 seven with your kid. Like I well, yeah. sometimes shower. I was like, oh my God, I didn't shower today. That's nuts. Wait, what's my excuse? Jason, I was at the gym this morning and Jason was there and then he left and he went to like kiss me by and I was like, oh, and I was like, I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. And he's like, ew, that's so gross. And I was like, well, wh- what is my excuse? I don't have a kid to take care of and I can't even remember to brush my teeth. Well, if you're ever going to have a kid, you better get used to it because brushing your teeth will probably be not a must to do list. See, there you go. My personal yeah, hygiene is going to suffer even more. Change the diaper like warm up the bottle there's always something right it's so many things gosh now being being home now and being such a you know hands-on full-time dad did you realize just how much (laughs) nikki really needed you while you were gone because i watched last night's episode and i was like oh shit oh yeah it's (laughs) it's literally crazy cool i mean like how did you do it by yourself uh you know what it is i think when you see this thing from the sideline, it kind of like, oh my God, this is really overwhelming. Right. When you're actually in it, even that is overwhelming. It's kind of yeah. like you really enjoy doing it. You know? Yeah. It's like, like even, even like people think like changing the diaper is like, oh my God, this is annoying. You love doing it because the faces that Matteo gives when you change the diaper, it's like it's the best. I bet. He talks to you and he feels the happiest when he doesn't have a diaper on. It's like, I feel like baby just want to be naked. They don't want to wear it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, babies are so used. I feel like that's why they love being in water. They like being naked because that's all they've known their whole, you know, nine months in the womb. They're just like in liquid and all coddled up and, and cozy and naked. And I feel like that's just what they want to be. They are like, get this friggin' diaper off me. I would love changing diapers. I think because I'm a weirdo who likes even picking up my dog's poop because I feel like I'm taking care of him. Like, I'm like, I've got you like, you don't have to worry about me. I'll pick up your poop because I love you so much. <laughs> you just feel like you're I, taking care of them. I mean, look, even though you pick up and change diaper and everything, I mean, sometimes you get like, oh, that was strong, man. That was, <laughs> that was like, you're loving it. But there is definitely comes to the part where you're like, oof, this is, if you're like, how did that come my baby, this is not the way you're coming out of my mouth right now. That's for sure. You're like, how does that come out of this cute little perfection bundle of joy? I can't even handle it. I mean, every day when I would look at pictures of Mateo, when you would show me, like I told you my heart, I would, my ovaries were just exploding. And I was like, I need to have one of those, but it hasn't happened yet. So I know tell Jason, I'm telling you, I'm ready. He's like, no, I have to put a ring on it first. And then we have to get married. And then we have babies. And I was like, no, no, no. Welcome to 2021. We live in a a free world where we can, you know, there's a pandemic going on still. We can do it in a different order. Right. You know what? I think you create your own rules. You live by your own rules. And that's what matters. Mm -hmm. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. You know what I mean? Like, and I also see the mirror ball behind you. Is that where you keep it? Or just you do what I do and put it in different. That's so funny. I'll actually put it up. Oh, she did? Yeah, she actually set up the whole thing. Because, I mean, I literally, I haven't done one Zoom since 
Dancing with the Stars. Like, you I haven't? Been, no, I haven't been on one Zoom since Dancing with the Stars. Like, I, I swear to God. The only oh, thing that cool. I have, and I talk to my parents, and I go yeah. through WhatsApp, but my parents don't care what I look like, so they're like, who cares? Right. <laughs> as long as we can see the kid, like, nobody cares. So this yeah. is actually my first Zoom since Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's so funny, because we used to do the Zooms, obviously, every Monday after we performed, and it was it's always so like... True. I did Zoom yesterday with you. But that was oh, yeah. really because I was like holding a baby and stuff. It was a whole day. That was so funny where because um for those listening, I was doing Nikki and Bree's podcast and Artem came on and it was so funny because Teo was so cute. He just kept looking up at you and being like, What are you doing, Dad? Like, you're not paying attention to me. And you've got these like fun wires and a big microphone. Like, let me eat it, let me pull the wires. You're like, you know what? You guys just go ahead with the podcast. I'm gonna attend to daddy duty. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. He never listens to anything. What's what's like the latest and greatest he's doing? Because I used to always look forward to you telling me these things. Or I remember watching a video where he was literally a tiny little infant child. And it was like he was he could say I love you almost. And he was like very aware of like conversations. What's he doing now? Well, you know, it's kind of weird because he used to talk a lot. Yeah. Like I'm saying like he literally every morning he like you couldn't shut him up. Yeah. Talking, talking and talking. Lately, he doesn't actually talk a lot. Really? Yeah. Like, He's more he observant? He, like, completely changed his behavior in that sense. I mean, he still does sometimes, like, crazy noises and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes he, like, does talk, but it's not what he used to do. Like, even, like, he used to say, like, legit. I'm not going to lie, but, I mean, I'm a dad. I'd probably be like, yeah. Well, I sounded like yeah. I love you. It probably did not at all for anybody else but me. <laughs> but, um, like, he doesn't do it anymore not as often definitely not as often but once in a while but he's starting um he's a flipper oh my god he literally like you putting him on the back and he just flips in his stomach and he's like crawling and like watching and laughing and the thing is like when you're looking at him when he does it he gets shy oh he's like don't yeah and his way of doing just like hiding his face but he hides it like going down yeah. he's not in the blanket sometimes he goes so far oh, down and he's like <laughs> and crying and i was like oh poor little thing so that's the- so sad when they're all helpless and just like trying to do like trying to learn but then they like smack their face you're like oh, i'm so sorry yeah yeah and you can't help it but the thing's like what i what we've learned actually is which kind of crazy because when they cry you know like, yeah. oh it's okay it's okay yeah. it's, it's actually not a right way of doing it being in pain oh. is not okay. That's very true. So what do you do? You know? So it's like, oh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. It's gonna be. It, it it's gonna pass. You're gonna be yeah. fine. Like, but it's you should not encourage saying it's okay when it hurts. That's interesting. Is- That's actually a really good point. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's sick with me because, like, as a kid, you always say like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. like you can like you keep feeling like it's okay to be in pain. You know. Right. You really have to like sometimes being a parent, like you start realizing those things and you really, really earn how to like apply that, you know? Yeah. It's- That's so interesting. My girlfriend was telling me a story about how like even when her, I think his, he's six now. Yeah. He's six, but like in all his past birthdays, he, you could tell he would get uncomfortable with um, opening presents in front of kids. So they stopped doing that because they're like, how uncomfortable to sit a kid in front of like all these other kids and you're supposed to have like this big reaction but you have a bigger one for the better toys and so they got all uncomfortable and she's like I never thought of that 
before, but I could see that it was making him uncomfortable. And we had to be like, oh, we'll open the presents later. Like so many little things that you start to pay attention to yeah. as a parent to, to make sure you're, you know, thinking about these things and being aware of them for your kid. But, oh, he's just so cute. And he's, I can't get over his hair. It's the best thing ever. He's, do you, te- are you going to teach him Russian? Uh, well, I kind of do. Well, what I'm actually doing every morning, because I, yeah. our schedule kind of works out. Like I get up when he gets up and I mm-hmm. have like a couple hours while Nicole is still in bed trying to catch up on the sleep because she feeds him pretty much through the night. Right. Um, so I actually put like a Russian, like a uh, Russian music or I put like a Russian news that is like he can hear the conversation. Yeah. Because I mean, at this point right now, I'm like, like sometimes when he... Um, drinks um milk i'm like that's milk you know like you yeah. can like say and i say it like when i'm with him one-on-one i actually talk to him a lot in russian you do we go for walks i always speak to him in russian which is which sometimes is kind of funny because he looks at me he's like <laughs> what the hell is that language like, <laughs> that's what mom says to me but his grandma my mom she yeah she only talks to him in russian and he has like the wildest conversation with my mom like the, oh. he actually talked probably the most to my mom really anybody else yeah it's oh that's so, so special it's so bizarre like it's, oh my gosh your mom must just be like losing her mind to actually meet him ah uh, i mean she's like will it actually ever happens i mean they can it will. travel we can travel so i don't know it will happen eventually just not as soon as you'd probably like to but oh we're going to take a quick break i'm wondering if it's weird that pretty much all day long i'm looking forward to that magical moment when i get to slip under the sheets and go to bed seriously sleep is so important and also just so enjoyable but i will say it's not always easy to get the best night's sleep especially when i'm stressed have too much going on in the old noggin sleep is really nice but sometimes it's hard to come by and that's why the folks over at hemp fusion created sleep support Sleep Support blends 10 milligrams of CBD, terpenes, omegas, GABA, black powder, and clove oil, which together deliver this powerful benefit of well-rounded sleep support. Hemp Fusion knows just how important sleep is, so Sleep Support was created to help you get the rest that you deserve and feel your best every morning. So whether you're up late with work, with the kids, the pups, or just binging a new series, you can turn to Sleep Support to get the rest you need to handle anything that comes your way. Honestly, this has been so clutch for me lately. I've been extremely busy. I hate when I'm up all night tossing and turning and it just makes the next day that much harder. Sleep support has helped me fall asleep and feel amazing the next morning. So to make it even easier to try sleep support or any of Hemp Fusion's premium CBD oils, they're offering all of our award-winning listeners 20% off your next order when you use promo code VINE at checkout. That's hempfusion.com promo code VINE for 20% off your purchase of high-quality CBD oil products from Hemp Fusion. We'll get back to the podcast in one minute. Let's talk about the beginning of the pandemic. I felt like it would only be a few months, maybe weeks. Thought it was all temporary, but now being in quarantine is really the new way of life, and it's incredibly challenging for our mental health. Sometimes I feel so overwhelmed by everything that I have to do at work, keeping in touch with loved ones, hate that I couldn't visit my family this year, and also just keeping up with my goals and what I want to accomplish. And I'm really glad that I have my therapist to talk through the ups and downs with of how I'm feeling during this really chaotic period. I've been open about my experiences with therapy, obviously, and how much it has changed my life over the years. And that's why I can wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for Therapy. 
With Talkspace, you can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. So amazing. Depending on the plan you choose, you can text, video, send messages to your licensed therapist. So incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your own home these days. Talkspace is just a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy and has thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. My therapist gave me practical guidance that really changed my life for the better. So glad that I found my therapist and got the support that I need, and you can too. So as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app and make sure to use code VINE to get $100. Cowboy boots, they're just magic. They're magic. Walking around Nashville in a nice pair of boots is a whole vibe. A pair of jeans and my white Tacobas. Tacobas believes in Western for all. They've carried forward all of the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. So when you walk into a Tacova store, you're going to be greeted like family. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west as a special opportunity for my listeners. Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. So just use code VINE at checkout. That's V-I-N-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. There are always new styles and looks. And again, for a limited time, just enter code VINE at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. ...off your first month and show your support for the show. That's VINE and Talkspace.com. You're listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. I was actually thinking about this. Somebody asked on Twitter for you, which I'll just ask now because I'm laughing thinking about it. But do you think in Russian? <laughs> like when you think in your head, are you talking to yourself in Russian? No. You do English? Yeah. Yeah. I think myself, you know, like when you go to the gym. Well, yeah. people used to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, you're like counting your sets. You know, like, yeah. And most of the time I catch myself counting in English. Because you would really? think you would count in Russian because that's yeah. the native language you have. Right. But no, I actually count in English, which is so bizarre. But huh. you know, actually, there's a, yeah, I, th- I think there's an explanation why. Yeah, okay. Russian words are very long and it's very oh. hard to pronounce. I think so it's, you're just being lazy. so much faster and easier. So you're just like. <laughs> I actually saw this meme um, today and it said, why do people say half a dozen when you can literally just say six? Yeah. I mean, lazy. (laughs) Um, Okay, I wanted to go back a bit because everyone knows, you know, the artem that we've seen on Dancing with the Stars, Total Ballads, but your background is a mystery to some. A lot of people were saying, get him to like, tell us about how he grew up or like when he moved. And I know some of this stuff, but um, I wanted to give my listeners some of your story and I'm sure I'll learn something about you too. But first off, (laughs) how do people say your last name? That was a question. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I can say it. Easiest way. Oh, okay. Go for it. Chick Vincev. Yeah, that was good. I did it? Yeah, that was really good. I think, okay. you know, I think sometimes what I think is hard is when you're putting the intonation on that word, it's different. Like in English, it's always like more on the back of the word. Yeah. You know, like the easiest Russian word people, I think, a lot of people like babushka. Yeah. Right? Well, babushka is actually wrong way of putting intonation. It's not babushka, it's babushka which is like oh really the meaning of the word and then you spell it out so the same thing with my last name it's chigvincev not chigvincev oh interesting yeah i always did chigvincev 
but it's more like an American way of saying it. So it's totally fine. But you said it right. It's perfect. Yeah. Been, been working but on that for a while now. Break it down. Actually, the way I've been told. Yeah. So when I used to do Strictly Come Dancing, which is a UK version of Dancing with Stars, we had yeah. uh, Bruce Forsyth, who um, was the host of the show for a very, 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 very long time. And mm-hmm. um, he passed away and he's like the absolute mm-hmm. legend. So he used to have like when he used to read the screens, you know, like the, they read the screens when they're commentating on things. Yeah. And he, my, my last name was actually spelled in three words. Like Chig, <laughs> yeah. Bin, Seth. Yeah. So, and that's how it was spelled for him. And since then, I was like, okay, if anybody asked me how to pronounce it, I was like, just separate in three words. The there you go. This Chig, the second yeah. is Vin, and then Seth. And people like, when they did it, actually, it worked really well. So that's like that's my strategy of teaching how to spell my last name. That's well, funny. and Mateo, um, by the way, too. Oh, right. And, and so you, okay, when were you on that show? How many years? Four years. Four years. And then that's what made you go into Dancing with the Stars in um, America? So the whole story was, I was doing Strictly Come Dancing from 2010 to 2014. And yeah. then I got an email. So, okay, long story short, I was never able to be on Dancing with the Stars because it was a conflict of interest. Okay. With my history of dating people. So, uh, all right. That was the case. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I actually, that's the reason why I even got on Strictly Come Dancing because I was like, well, I can't be on Dancing with the Stars, fine. So yeah. what's like the next biggest show anywhere else? Right. And uh, in UK, they did Strictly Come Dancing and then Len Goodman is the judge. He's the one who's like, hey, you should definitely oh. apply to that show. And I was like, oh yeah, I should totally try. So I, did I, con- actually, did I contact them? No, I didn't contact them. They contacted me. Yeah. I was in South Korea. I was on the world tour with one of the uh, Broadway show called Burn Floor. Uh-huh. And then I literally checked my email in one of the stores. Like back in the day, internet was not everywhere. I think it was like right. an Apple store in Korea. And yeah. also some computer store probably wasn't in an Apple. And then I got an email saying like, oh, hey, I'm assistant of executive producer of uh, Strictly Come Dancing. My name is Franco. We were looking at your profile and we really want you to, you know, have a Skype interview. There's even Skype interview like, yeah. For the for the strictly come dancing in UK, and I was like all excited, like yeah, great, cool. So yeah, that's how I got on that show, and then I was doing it for four years, and I got an email from executive producer from Dancing with the Stars when I was doing a national tour in UK, yeah, and it literally said like, hey, would you be interested in doing Dancing with the Stars in the US? And was this before or after Carrie Ann? Is that why the conflict of interest? That was after. Oh, after, okay. Well, the conference was because of Karen. That's why I couldn't Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and then something happened, I don't know, like they thought that maybe a long time passed and they yeah. felt like it was okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I said, cool, I'll definitely be interested in doing it. But then there was a whole conflict of interest who is... Like dancing, I could not just go to strictly come dancing and pull one of the dancers, you know. Um, I mean, like it was a kind of like because it's the same yeah. as well as BBC right show. So what negotiation was that I do one season in US and then I have to go back to UK to do a season in UK. Oh wow! So yeah, it was like a whole dilemma thing. Then executive producer got changed and then rule did not apply anymore. So anyway, long story short. That's how I got to the dance. Well, it's still a freaking conflict of interest because she was hard on us. (laughs) 
I don't think it's because you guys dated, but um, uh, that was all. Yeah, I mean, I doubt know. that, but people obviously love to put like a story to Of course. Oh, my God, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It was a good storyline for them uh, to say. But, and then, okay, so were you always, I, I feel like I know this because I was talking to you in the studio, but it was like in Russia, you either play hockey or you dance. Did you wanted to be a hockey player growing up, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like very enthusiastic about it too, you know? Yeah. Uh, but again, like there's a whole different ball game of playing hockey, uh, playing hockey in, in Russia, especially as a kid, you know, yeah. um, there is so many professional schools you can go to. And I think the way actually even begin having interest in hockey is because like a whole bunch of kids playing outside and that's what we did. Like it's, yeah. I mean, come on, Russia is snowing eight months of the year. And right. You literally take a bucket of water, you spill it outside and then by the morning it will be frozen and you yeah. pretty much can kind of skate on it. So that was my way of entering the hockey league um and then playing with my um friends so pretty much looks like a puck flew and kind of hit my face in a bad way for real when my mom was like oh that's probably not gonna happen for you anymore right so that was my hockey dream was gone so i never played it in the sense like i actually never played it played it yeah but i always wanted to do it you know like i was always interested in that sport um and i mean ballet was huge in russia like yeah russian ballet is pretty massive all over the world right um so my parents took me to actual ballet school after my incident with the hockey situation they're like well yeah. let's go safe let's play safe yeah you're, you're gonna dance and i was like okay cool and again like growing up well i grew up in the communist country i actually experienced well i kind of like got the hint of it i did not live through like as an adult obviously right. but as a kid and uh whatever your parents say you're like okay like right. they want best for you yeah so i never argued with them about it um so they brought me to the ballet school and then back then i don't know now i'm sure it's different but back then it was almost like if you want to be something then you're like dedicating your life yeah. Like it was not a hobby week. Like, oh, I'm going to take a dance classes for like three times a week and it's going to be just fun thing to do. No. If you go yeah. ballet, you like go every single day, you spend crazy hours and yeah. you sleep and dream, become the best you can possibly be, you know? Right. That was the psychology of it. So when I went to the school, um, the teacher put me through like a different tests because technically they don't even take every single person. Right. They're like, if you're structurally perfect, they'll take you because they can see the potential of you being the best. If they don't right. see the potential of you being the best, they kind of like, don't waste your time. <laughs> it's wow. straightforward. So They're like, I'm sure you love this. <laughs> yeah, I know it's your dream. Just don't waste your time. Because it's not going to happen for you. Yeah, exactly. My gosh. Yeah, That's it's kind of like cutthroat in a sense. So they put me through different positions and then um, technically my turnout was not great. So they definitely talked about that, but they told my parents, like, look, we can definitely get him to have a better turnout, but it's going to be pretty much kind of like fracturing slowly. Your hips will be open, whatever. That's how they explain my parents. I don't know in reality how much of it is actually, maybe they just want to scare my parents. Like, oh my God, they're going to break his hip. I don't know. I think they would probably do that. But yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, I've heard yeah. horror stories, like being a ballet dancer. I mean, if you literally never cars, you have no toenails ever so um yeah my that's when my mom's like no you're not going to be doing that so they took me to ballroom yeah bizarre choice but i felt like 
that was the best choice they could pick because they probably felt like, oh, that's, this is the safest. This is right. Better. And do you remember at that age going like, okay, whatever you say, or do you remember being like, I'm, I actually love doing this? Um, you know what? I love doing it. I love being around the other kids. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. coming home after school and just being home by yourself, you know, yeah. it's, I, I, it wasn't like you can turn TV on and there's like cartoons the whole day long. There was no right. thing like a Netflix where you can just go like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to watch like this abundant amount of cartoons. So you come home and you're just like stuck by yourself. And my case was, it was my brother who was five years older than me. And he was never really interested in playing with me because he was interested in other things that I yeah. could not really understand. So my parents definitely thought like, okay, we're going to find something for him to do. And just because I was socializing with so many kids, because let me tell you, like when I went to that school, I remember, I mean, there was at least 40 kids, like in wow. a grand ballroom and everybody's learning how to dance. So I just had blast because it was like a great social Oh, for sure. Thing. You got to just like hang out with 40 kids that you yeah. became your, oh, that's yeah. nice. I think, I think that's how you, like you really get into it is because of the social aspect of it. And then yeah. just like start doing it for quite some time and you start like winning or be good at it. And people are saying, like, oh, you're good at that stuff. You're kind of like, oh, am I? Oh, maybe I should continue doing it. So I think that's right. the way the transition happened. Yeah. All right. We've got a different kind of sponsor for you this week. And if you've tuned into Off the Vine last week, you probably heard me talk about a new podcast that I'm really loving. And it's the Jordan Harbinger Show. It's a podcast that you should really be listening to if you're not already. I know people are always saying that they have a new podcast for you to check out, but this is a good one. Jordan's show is aimed at making you a better informed, more critical thinker so that you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions about what's happening. Each episode is an interview with a different guest. And let me tell you the guests that he has on the pod are so diverse and from so many cool areas like in one episode jordan talks to a hostage negotiator from the fbi who offers techniques on how to get people to like and trust you which sounds both useful and kind of disturbing at the same time. He also has an episode about protecting yourself from psychopaths. Yes, please. And one with Amanda Knox about the truth about crime and one that discusses how to break free from self-limiting beliefs that we all have. Something for everyone out there. The episode is always useful. Learning lessons you can apply to your own life, which is pretty cool. So I'm loving the show. I think my Vinos will as well. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, it's time for some straight talk. Let's face it. Tax returns could look a little different for a lot of people this year, but you're still going to get a lot of noise in your ear about how you should spend it. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out and rock out with only the best deals. Spend it on what makes you happy. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks, so you can listen to your favorite music or podcast wherever you go. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Start the year on a high note, tune out the nonsense, and tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Now back to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. I wanted to know because obviously we knew you and Nikki danced together. Now, when I watched you guys dance, I was like, there's steamy chemistry between you two. Was that always just kind of your um, choreography style? Or did you have a little crush on her before you guys started dating? Well, what dance are you referring to? There's so many. To, like, I feel like the Fifty Shades of Grey dance. Yes. That was not my choice. Oh, so okay. Pretty much it was 
again, funny story behind it. So the whole week was the guilty pleasure. Right? Yeah. And for some reason, Nicole thought of guilty pleasure like Fifty Shades of Grey thing. <laughs> I, mean, I remember Frankie Moon is like, oh, boy band. Somebody yeah. chocolate. And <laughs> like that, I was like, came into the room like, what? What are we doing? Maybe like chains and whips. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how, wh- wh- what, like, what is it do you guys want me to do? So that's how it was. But I mean, it was always fun. Like yeah. we always had a blast in rehearsals. We always laughed and it was always great atmosphere to work together. Um, but I mean, as far as like being attracted to a person in the sense, like how it is right now, yeah. there wasn't really like, I would never really thought of that. I mean, definitely right. my end uh, and from her end as well, because we were in totally different places, you know, right. it was just great because we could do so so many cool things right you know, like at that time because normally like i don't know i'm gonna i'm not gonna just dance with the stars but i normally would get somebody a little bit older you know yeah. and it was like kind of like i had like a, a lot like few experiences where i was like okay let me figure it out what move can we do right know, that might look good you know yeah and with nicole it was almost like the case like oh like this looks good that looked great okay well it was like a fun experience, like figuring out um, what, what, what am I looking for? Um, like creatively, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, I think the first part of from like, like quite a, quite a long time where I was like, okay, this is great, you know? So yeah. um, that definitely made it experience a lot more fun because you start yeah. dancing to like Justin Bieber, you know? Because <laughs> uh, I think we did that specific for the Samba yeah we kind of like did a great it was a great numbers so yeah you guys had I because I always uh, of course like when I go to do research or like watch you do other dances it was always um you and Nicole that came up because obviously you guys ended up being together and that's like what people all want to see and I was always like no, your guys' dances were so good I, I liked watching you guys dance together yeah. um but you you did I remember just just to for people listening who are like some people that stand out to you as partners in the past Oh, I mean, look, everybody is great in their own way. And I'm not going to like yeah. pull out specific things, but there's a one person I always mention because oh. she was not what I expected whatsoever. Honey Boo Boo child? Well, Honey Boo was also very, very, very special, but I did not dance with her. I was just mentoring. Oh, right. Uh, but Patty LaBelle was oh, yeah. brilliant. And yeah, I think it was my second season on Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. And when producers said, look, look, you're having this legend singer. I got like all excited, like, oh, yes, who is it going to be? You know, yeah. I always say about what we're getting as a party. It's almost like it's your birthday, right? Yeah. You know what you want for your birthday. Yeah. You know, you're pretty like keen on it because you've been dreaming for a whole year. That's what I want to get. Right. And you're getting a book. Yeah. Like. <laughs> shit, what am I going to do with the book? Right. You know, you're like, that's- really like not happy because, not because it's not a great book. It's because that's right. not what you expected. <laughs> but then once you like read the book and you're like, oh my God, I'm loving this book. The you twists know? and turns. And- yeah. yeah. So um, Paddleball was one of those people who was like, I got so excited and it's like, it's going to be also challenging because she's a quite, you know, she's, um, she's not as young as you are. Right. So, and I'm coming to rehearsals and the first couple of days was pretty scary because the first time, the first rehearsal we had in Philly, 
she had a, like really high blood pressure with the stop rehearsal oh, sure. within like 45 minutes yeah and the second one she was literally so dizzy she could not move oh man and i was like this is gonna be fun season that's probably what you thought with me too with my ankle injuries and my fake covid tests and- oh, i felt bad for you because you wanted so bad and it's like oh no so after those two days i was like calling actually i called producers and i told them like guys i don't think she's fit to do the show right you know as much as i'm like trying to be very encouraging and stuff like i i right help it but like this second rehearsal we've literally been doing for half an hour and we've done nothing like, right I'm really skeptical at this point yeah and then uh we had to break for a week and then we had the seven days before the first show Oh god! So I literally shitting my pants. Not gonna lie. I was like, "This is not great. This is yeah, not looking great for you, my friend. This is your second season, and this is not great." You were like back to your Russian days when you had to just tell somebody, "Like, I know this is your dream, but it's not gonna happen yeah, for you." I'm pretty much. <laughs> that's Captain. Yeah. So, and then she's like, she was doing some performance in uh, performance in uh, somewhere in South. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think what the Selma Walk was. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. I'm going to see her concert. And that's how they're recording our first meet, even though we oh, okay. like they yeah. did our first meet, I'm seeing her perform. Yeah. And watching her perform, first of all, like every single song is like, oh my God, that's her song. That's what I literally I know. Knew, like probably about 70% of her stuff. You realize how big um, of a legend she is? Yeah, even like Vulubukushevko, that's her song. Yeah. You know, like that's not Christina Aguilera's song. I was like, right. what? Yeah, and when I'm seeing her being on stage, kicking off shoes, dancing, and like all grooving and things, I'm like, "Am I seeing the same person?" Because this is really confusing. Like yeah. it was just easy two days ago just to put shoes on. Yeah, you know. And then we had a chat, and then from then on, like she was just the, the coolest person to work with. That's amazing. Her first actually word was like, "I'm your student. You my teacher. You ask me to jump, I'll ask you how high." Oh, you probably loved that. Well, it's it's not even that. It's not, it. You know what it was? It was a bit of like a bit of a shock because she had like seven people with her at all time. There's like yeah. air people, bodyguards, like the whole shabam. Wow. Like you telling me this, having these people just like, it's crazy. So um, I think it was one of those experiences where your expectation was like, oh my God. And then you like completely turn around and yeah. we went six weeks. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's a, good for her. Yeah. Well, that's like, amazing. Halfway through. And I mean, I think it was the first time when people like in the studio when we used to have an audience were like chanting her name after the dance. Aww. Like, oh my God, this is crazy. Oh, that's awesome. I love that story. That's so sweet. I've uh, Now it makes me want to go back and watch that because that seems so magical. I was talking to Lisa Vanderpump the other day on my um, podcast and she was like, telling me she's like I couldn't even move that was the hardest thing I've ever done and we were just saying like for you pros I know obviously you're like meant to do it but does it just get harder and harder on your body the older you get because I can't imagine doing that as much as you guys do it I didn't thought of that actually um until until I had the break for yeah 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 because you kind of like keep rolling in that world you have like we used to have two seasons two two tours so it was literally like a, two weeks off in a whole year where you just yeah. didn't dance yeah so once you're like kind of in that mode you don't really see if it hurts or not you just do it because it's just like the process you just like go with it 
But once you have a year off and coming back to you, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a year off can be a long time when you don't, like, when your body's used to moving like that all the time. And then you have a year off yeah. and come back. Yeah. And obviously, people's bodies are, change once you get older. Oh, not that you're old, but. 100%. Yeah. Like, shit, this is not as easy as it was used to, you know? Like, we, yeah. I used to do, like, I mean, you remember when we did the drive, how many times? Yeah. Like, you remember like one day we like had to run it seven billion hundred times because of the seven billion hundred and one, I think. Yeah. You know, like I used to do that and I was like, cool, let's do it again. Let's do it again. But I was like getting yeah. out of breath and like, oh shit, okay, this is no joke. Like, I almost puked done. when we were doing that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I was I, like I, sick I, to my stomach. Like, as, as far as I was like, I was very close to doing the same thing. So trust me, <laughs> funny. I think I know the answer to this, but so many people wanted to know what your favorite dance was that we did this season. You know what? Um, I mean, I love Paso. Like, yeah, that's your favorite. I think that was great, great dance. Not the Cruella DeVille one. Not the Cruella DeVille, for sure. <laughs> Um, I don't know I just love like it was just it felt very different from all the other dances to me yeah um I mean I think freestyle was pretty dope yeah me too I think freestyle definitely up there um Argentine tango is always gonna be but I think the first one I think the person who has like this magic you know of like performing for the first time I think doing the second time is great I don't know about the laser things I feel like there's a lot of lasers yeah I feel like the first time we did was much more simple I feel like it actually enhanced it more I feel like lasers kind of like that too much going on (laughs) it Um, looked like we were trying to rob a bank and like like go through all the security yeah unfortunately (laughs) it was just the tango was not a rob bank but still yeah um but I also like I like our first dance I like cha-cha I think that was mm-hmm. great too. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think there's quite a bit. I loved, I mean, there wasn't one dance I didn't like. Maybe looking back, I was like, oh, the Cruella de Vil, but that's because of the costume. Not be- not to diss on the um, costume department. They're friggin' incredible. But it was more the wig. <laughs> I mean, the wig. Bounce all over the place. I mean, think about like, you're going to go rob a bank. Yeah. And you have this massive wig head that moves. Like, you're probably not going to look cool, right, doing it. No, so I look I like think, a little lady. I think if you just take a picture in the costume, it's great. Yeah. I think if you take a costume and apply it to a dance style you're doing, I think that was not quite enhanced each other. It was kind of like going totally separate direction. And you're like, oh, shit. But, oh um, but you know what? I think it's like blessing in disguise in a sense because – totally it gave such a like more um, meaningful experience. Yeah. It was that bump in the road we needed to like have like a breakthrough moment where it was like, Oh, that wasn't the great, like what's going to happen. And like, can they do it? And then we did. And it was like this magical moment. I agree. I think that was like such a pivotal time for us on, on the whole season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hands down. I don't think if that wouldn't happen, I don't think this thing would be there right now. Oh my gosh, that just gave me goosebumps. Look, mine's right, right there. Oh, I see. I see. It was kind of <laughs> hiding in these guys over there. It's my favorite hardware in the house. I know. I try to make it subtle because, like, who was I podcasting with? Someone from the show. And I was like, <laughs> because Neve still won't podcast with me. I have asked, I asked him and he was like, yeah, let's get in the books. And then he's like, we got to do it fast because you know, that's the, our 15 minutes. And then I'm like, hello. And he just hasn't responded to me. 
Oh, that's very sad. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, let's get real for a sec because that's what we do on this podcast. Um, we had ups and downs. I feel like people got to see a lot of our wins, but they didn't see the struggles so much. How many times do you think I cried? I don't even have fingers on my uh, on my hand. Um, is, is that normal or did I cry more than most? Well, I think it's hard to say, you know, because this season is a very long season, first of yeah. all. And I think also the stakes are very different for you. You know, you had a yeah. lot more to prove, you know, uh, because of the expectation situation. So um, probably more than I've had. Well, actually, you know, maybe not. You know, I'm comparing to the experience in the UK. Yeah. I feel like it's it's pretty up there too. But definitely, nice. like, definitely. I think having like this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those like three days is very... Mm-hmm intimidating you know intimidating for so many reasons because again you want to be great you want to do great and you're like in this bubble like can i do it like i don't know and i think it's and i think it's great actually to let your emotions go because Mm -hmm. if you're keeping them in and then the show day that happens you're like okay i'm really screwed right yeah you know so um but yeah quite a bit quite a bit I yeah I was I felt like I was so emotional during that whole thing I would like come home and cry and then I'd wake up I'd be so excited and then I was like happy and then I'd suck at one thing and then I'd start crying again I was like pull it together Caitlin but then I talked to other people who've been on the show and they're like oh I would walk out on my partner I was like oh I never walked out on Artem not once (laughs) but I'm like I was watching the um, episode last night and I was like oh my gosh I felt like such a dick because I had no idea what was going on. And I could tell you were like stressed out sometimes at dance, but like, I thought it was me. I always, I was like, I think Artem's mad at me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine going through that. And, you know, dancing every day, you were gone so much. And it just was like, I I do bow down to Nicole for, for handling it and doing her thing. But I was like, I'm so sorry that I, I, feel like I didn't have really a lot of compassion for the situation because I didn't know well I mean you don't want to bring like you know personal life into the rehearsal time even though sometimes it's hard you know because yeah you kind of like going from home to rehearsals and rehearsal you're going home you know right. like say anything in between to kind of like let yourself you know be so I mean it yeah. was challenging you know yeah. it was tough um and it's hard because like being a new time parent, like you're experiencing all of these things and you don't necessarily know how to deal with them. And it's like, you think you're doing your best. You think yeah. you're doing the right thing. And then sometimes it's just like, you don't. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, it wasn't super easy, but yeah. I mean, it's, you've got um, a newborn, you're back to dancing with the stars, you are in a pandemic, you guys are moving. Like that was kind of like the perfect storm for, stress you know what i mean i feel like if you'd be able to live through this oh yeah oh you're you're golden on the other side um so now first of all oh i had one more question because if they did a dancing with the stars all-star yeah season 30 who would you want as your partner do you have someone in mind that you would want as your partner from all the other seasons if i combine my whole seasons of all of them all of them all of them all well who like out of people you think would be invited to to go well, on the all-star season i think usually the all-star season the people who won in the past the whole point okay. is like okay they know what it takes to get all the way you know yeah like, like now they all have mirable trophies now they compete against each other like i think 
also our season obviously who won and obviously I won with you so uh, yeah. that would be big for me um, but, but we I don't know Bill you also our season you don't think so I don't know. Like, I know that once they've done before season 15, I think, All-Star season, I think they might reconsider now. Maybe the stakes will be different. And I know they want to do something special for season 30 because that's like yeah. a big number, right? Yeah. Um, but I know it didn't do well. Oh, it didn't? No. I remember even, like, talking to um, some of the producers and they said, like, I think why people like watching it because they watch the journey, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they watch the journey of like people who like haven't done this and now they're doing it, you know, and the journey is because you get such a great variety of different kind of people. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at the cast all the time, there's always going to be a funny one. There's yeah. always going to be one of the good at dancing. There's yeah. always going to be somebody from sports. Yeah. So I think once you get that, like, caliber of different people that's what makes people being engaged because like it, atta- it uh, attracts different audience you mm-hmm. know that makes sense i guess but they also like with the all-star season like at least how they've done it in the past it's like they're the champion they're the winners they're going against each other so it's almost like the whole purpose of it was just like competing and who will do it better you right. know there was no really like a journey for them to like oh like they're doing something new you know I would be so competitive on an all-star season. I would like, oh, I would be kind of a crazy psychopath, I think. Well, and I think that's what happened to a lot of people on the season. Yeah. Like everybody was so competitive about that is like it almost wasn't fun to watch because you're watching like <laughs> it's like supposed to be a feel-good show and it turns into like the drama of the bachelorette. Yeah. But again, the thing is like I don't know how It was obviously with the different producers. I don't know if this is the conversation now for the season 30 and they having maybe like a different approach to yeah. it. Totally could be. Look, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Right. You just have God to. That's what will happen. That's amazing. But I, mean, I, think, I think the concept wise, I think it's good. Yeah. But I think you need to be executed as well for the audience to be excited, not just for the aspect of the competition, but as well for like what else the show has to offer, like the feel good, you know. Yeah. Stuff. Yes, that's fair. Um, and then last question before I'm going to just play one quick game with you. And that is, I've totally blanked on what question I was going to, oh, I know. Um, when we won, like, I know you, you've been on the show for what, 10 seasons total? Is that what it is? Yeah, that, that's a lot. Um, what did it feel like to actually win? I know that it was different because we didn't have the live audience. It was, you know, pandemic time but what did that feel like to you if you could try and describe it when you finally won that freaking mirror ball trophy and touch it because remember i was like ah, can i touch it and you're like pick it up oh, so crazy yeah and this is like pretty much the whole um what do you call it in english god i'm so bad i would work on those examples what? going aga a goo 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 that's all my <laughs> language for the past two months um <laughs> Not the spiritual, um, like if there's a mirror ball, you're not going to win. What is it called? Oh. Um, superstitious. Oh, superstitious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I know, like, not I know, but I was, we always felt like, well, if you win in a dress, because we also won in a dress rehearsal. Yeah, we did. Right? So if you win the dress rehearsals, they're very unlikely you're going to actually win the show. So they usually, uh-huh. like, pick the things. Uh, so... I think it was super unexpected. Yeah. You know, 
again, for so many reasons why. I can just name a gazillion of them. Second bachelorette in a row. That's what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way they'll have two bachelorettes win in a row. That was like, I think for me, that was the one that I could not kind of like pass through. Because again, look, who's watching the show? It's the same people who watched last season, right? Right. Like in, in it, it's devoted fans who's been watching it for multiple, multiple years. And they just, you know, love the show and all that. Yeah. So I don't know like how well it would translate for another bachelorette to win the show you know right. especially in a row yeah so i was like ah, i don't know it just doesn't seem to me like it's very realistic right you know? that's how i felt too and the whole time i'm like well like, when we were standing there and tyra did the longest pause in the history of pausing on tv yeah i was just waiting for her to say neve and jenna like i was like just say it already because i was like there's no way you're gonna let another bachelorette win right so that was going on through my mind i was like yeah. i just don't know I yeah. mean, is there a possibility of there is always a possibility yeah. you know yeah so i think it came very unexpected it was going through my mind i don't know just like all this like hard work over the years putting into it and yeah so many injuries so many <laughs> blood and sweat and yeah. god knows what come along with it and because that was my life. I mean, still my yeah. life for a very, very long, long time. I mean, if you're thinking about when I got my first Mirable Trophy to my second Mirable Trophy, that's like pretty much 10 years. Yeah, because you won the Mirable Trophy in the UK, right? Yeah, I won the Mirable Trophy in the UK in my very first season. Oh, cool. So, and then it's been ten, almost 10 years day to day. There's only like yeah. four or five days apart that I won my second Mirable Trophy, which is a 10 years. So imagine yeah. 10 years of your life you do no, that's every a single lot. day, right? To achieve something. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a long way. You know, like it was a long journey coming to this point, you know. Um but just happy and I mean like you remember the speech that kind of everybody's like cheering like speech 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 oh my god i did not want to do that i'm not a good spe- your speech was incredible i was like ah uh, i like you guys all and i like panicked your speak your speech was so meaningful and sweet and emotional and i was like oh, I, I was like happier for you with the mirrorball than i got it i was like by the way what i haven't seen that speech you know how many people recorded this but I've i haven't seen it either i'm actually curious if anybody have it and maybe get it somehow maybe post it yeah but don't post uh, my part though well i think both of the parts but i think that speech that was kind of like the how i really felt the moment i mean literally yeah I think it was the rawest probably um that you probably would see me um mm-hmm. from so many people um yeah, yeah. but yeah just like joy and happiness and excitement and yeah everything it was it was such a um, surreal moment. I can only imagine what that would feel like to do season after season after season and work so hard. Like, I just, I can't believe the amount of hard work that goes into that. So I was like, man, the, that many seasons. And I'm like, I was just so happy that we did it and that you got it and that I got it. And it just felt, it felt right to me. I was like, we deserve this. <laughs> we both wanted it so bad. I mean, everyone deserved it, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, okay, totally, quick. Totally, yeah. Quick game of hypotheticals before you go. If you had to be stuck on a deserted island with one star from this season and one pro, who would you choose? Oh my goodness. 
if I stuck on an island? Yeah. Well, depends what kind of island is it? Is it like I mean, it's Ibiza island with like pumping and yes. music and like going crazy, or is it like an island like uh, Tom Hanks island? No, it's oh, it's a Tom Hanks island. Oh, it's like deserted, no one there. Yeah, purely craziness. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a hard <laughs> one. That's a really hard one. I'm trying to. I'd probably want to be stuck with like Nelly because he would that be would so be a good choice. That yeah. would be definitely a good choice. But if you yeah. go to the island, you would stack with a guy, like, I don't know. Is it, like, just hypothetical thing, or? Yeah. I think Nelly. You'd say Nelly? I would. I'd go with, i go with, let me think, let me think. Oh, what about the pro? You didn't say the pro yet. Oh, the pro. Um... Okay, but I'm leaving you out of it just so that well, I don't have to pick you. <laughs> I would pick Emma. You know what? I would pick Emma as a pro too. I'm yes. Hilarious. I absolutely love so the person. Yeah. But it's a select. Oh my God, it's hard. Like, I know. I'm well, trying to Nella, think. I think Nella would be a great person to because it's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But then, I don't know. Like, always fun is always becomes not fun if it's always fun. That's true. So I'd go with. Carol Baskin, then you'd find out the truth. Just think about it. I'm going to Carol Baskin. You know, I'm like like crazy. Who else is in the season? I know. I I was actually struggling. I'm like, awesome. Who? Jeannie. Jeannie will be. Oh, Jeannie. So true. Gosh, she has the best energy. Okay, we'll go with them. Um, Okay, if you had to join another competition reality show, what would it be? Another competition? Well, definitely not Bachelor. Yeah. I've heard your thoughts on The Bachelor. It's so um, funny. You're so, all of your like thoughts about The Bachelor are so logical that it's like, you can't think logically when you watch that show. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you just like mind blown. Yeah. But that's what makes it entertaining, right? So true. Would you okay. do Survivor? I could see you on Survivor. I could totally do Survivor. Not the yeah. naked and afraid. I wouldn't do that one. That's just weird. <laughs> Me like, either. Any person naked for the first time and then you try to survive in the jungle, whatever. That's just weird. <laughs> Um, I would totally do Survivor. I would definitely do an amazing race. I would do something that actually requires like, like a life skills. Yeah. Life skills. Ooh, you'd be so good at cooking. You'd like find some way of cooking up some like animal and you'd make it delicious. You know, like do the thing. You would be good at that. You'd like find a way to make a like puree out of like a mouse. (laughs) A mouse. Yeah. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to me. I don't know if there's mice on the island. Um, okay, last one. If you were a judge on the show, whose ratings from the current judges would you most agree with? Uh, well, Len, but he's not there anymore. Well, I love Len, yes. Because yeah. I think Len, I, why I love Len is because he sticks to his guns. He never goes yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, he's consistent. Um, I mean, look, I think Carrie Ann totally redeemed herself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like in the in the strategy that she was doing, it totally worked. Yeah. So I I would probably say carry on then. Oh, I like that. Um. Okay. And then before I let you go, I have a really a couple sweet messages for you. Are you ready? Yeah. It's so cute. Okay. Um. This. Oh, here you go. You'll know right away who this is. Oh my God! I do want to talk to you about one thing. 
Okay. okay where do we start this is not the first time i've said this but when artem smiles it's like a baby is smiling it gives me so much joy it's like there is sunshine everywhere in everyone's life when artem smiles it's like the purest thing i've ever witnessed <laughs> Emma, i love you isn't she the cutest she is the best okay i have two more for you I, don't, I haven't listened to this one yet. Artem, Artem, Artem. Everyone says Artem is just the coolest, chillest dude you'll ever meet. You'll uh, never see him under stress or out of control. Just cool and collected. A real cool cat. That was Pasha. Artem. And then last one. Cool and collected. <laughs> you, oh, like, you never see him under stress. I'm like, well. Smile, like, if I'm gonna ever do a resume, I'd be like, I smile like a baby, I'm cool and collective. <laughs> what else is there? You smile like a baby, okay. And then this one, um, okay, where'd you get though? Hey, Artem, it's Britt. I just want to say that I have loved seeing you cultivate this amazing life as an amazing fiance and amazing father and the most smooth and beautiful dancer. And I am just beyond happy for you, sending you love and light always. She is such a sweetheart. She's so sweet. And the other people didn't get me their messages in time, but they all have nice things to say about you. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Okay, what did you want to talk to me about? Did you pay them? Yeah, I did. $5 each. Cameo. What do you want to say? Oh my God. I'm just so mind blown. Crucial and Kiel. What oh my the God. hell? How did we not? Yeah. How have we not talked about this? Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so funny because do you remember like Kiel had the biggest crush on her the whole season? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, you d- wait. I'm sure I told you that. I did not know that. You know what's funny about that? Well, I don't know. Well, I guess I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah. Q was, uh, Q came and visited before we left. Yeah. Uh, left LA. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say a word. He didn't? No. And we were actually talking about his private life. He was talking about his private life and stuff. And he never even mentioned a word. And I was like, I'm so confused. He always told me that he had the biggest crush on her and that he was like trying to convince her that he wasn't too young for her because that was her whole thing. She's like, he's too young for me. And I was like, why don't you just give it a chance? And remember, they were always like going back and forth to the trailer and we're like, what's going on in there? But it was always Gleb, Chriselle and Keo. And it was because Keo had the biggest crush on her and I and she had a crush on him, too. And then she finally was like, fine, I won't care about the age thing. And I think I might've been the only one that really knew what was going on, but I thought I told you that Q had a crush on her. No, I did not know that. Q definitely. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. What was your reaction? Were you, were you like, what the hell? Where was I the whole season? I was just like, what? I know. Like, that I was funny. Good. I was just so confused. I was like, crazy. I'm very happy. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's the greatest thing ever, but I was just like, so mind blown. I know. I, well, I mean, I kind of was too, just because I, I would hang out with Chriselle and she was always just so worried that he was too young for her. And I was like, he was like a pretty mature, like emotionally mature man who's so positive and he's so loving and so funny. And I was like, why not just give it a shot? And I think she was so worried about the age thing, but now she seems like a little smitten kitten and it's so cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Always. They always post. I was like, oh, that's so cute. 
It is. It is cute. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Well tell, Oh, you, are you starting to do cooking more cooking on your Instagram? I want people to go follow you and oh do God, your recipes because you are an incredible cook. Well, actually I'm actually probably going to college for that. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, actually, for culinary? The, other day, the other day I was going through, um, cause we in the pandemic and I was like, I know I have a baby and this, my time is getting devoted to Nicole and the baby, but yeah. I was like, why not take advantage of this time where you can do a lot? So I started looking through, I love cooking. I was like, okay, what, what else do you want to do in life? And try to accomplish yeah. a little bit more than, you know, just uh, building and stuff like that. So I was like, well, cooking is always fun, you know? Yeah. So I Googled a couple um, universities around me. Yeah. One of them popped up like a culinary institute of America, which is like the coolest thing. It looks like Hogwarts. I swear to God. Oh. It looks, and it's only like a few miles away from where we are. So I actually applied, uh, applied right. for it. Yeah. I still need a few documents to get shipped from Russia and stuff like that to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get oh my God. That's perfect. Back. I'm so excited for you. Try to get at least my associate degree. <gasps> Wait, then you could like, Open up a little restaurant there in Napa. I don't know. I don't know about opening anything. I think I'm literally doing it just to uh, doing. This is my issue. You know, I've always been a person who's like, okay, if I'm going to post something for people to see, I kind of want to legitimize. Like, I'm not just doing it because I'm like this guy who just likes to cook. Like, I actually want to be like, okay, I actually do the right thing, you know? Every time I post about cooking, I always feel like a little bit not shame but like you always feel a little bit like nervous am i doing the right thing like did i cook yeah it's right like you know you always like worry because if people looking they try trying to like copy you want to make sure that they're not doing some terrible thing and like poison themselves you know oh like me when i put out my recipes i'm like i don't know it's not it's not on your level at all you are like a fancy chef i i think that's perfect for you to do something like that because you love it so much and i can only imagine how much better you will get just from being so passionate about it. Well, I also feel like, okay, we're always looking for the content to post, right? Like how great the content would be. You're actually in cooking school and you can post yes. like learning how to do it. I think it would be just a great content as well for other people to see it. So I, yeah, I submitted and yeah, I think I'm going to go with it. I mean, That's obviously awesome. depending how it's going to work with my life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go for the associate degree first. And then once that works out well, I might go for the bachelor degree, even though I already have a bachelor degree from Russia in, in arts, but um, it would be a fun thing to have. Yeah. Oh, like, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Last time I posted uh, beef, uh, no, uh, bone broth. broth. Yeah. yeah. I had like over 1200 DMs. Holy shit. I was mind blown. I was like, I'm just like, how can I even answer all? Because I did say like, Guys, just email me, if I, like DM me if you have any yeah. questions. I did not expect <laughs> that many gate. people. I literally probably went through first 300 and I was like, I don't think I can respond to everybody. Like, this Well, that's a lot of time consumed. Like, a lot of, yeah, I was like literally with Mateo in one hand. I'm like, sorry. Like, oh yeah, my gosh, think of the content do. for when you start cooking and little Mateo's there helping you pour in the ingredients and helping you. Oh, I can't. I can't handle it. It makes me feel bad because he wants to eat everything we eat. He does? Oh, like, like he, he will go and he will go like this. <gasps> oh, like a little puppy wants little droppings to drop. And you feel so bad. You like, yeah. you feel like, oh, I'm just literally torturing this kid. 
Uh, when can oh, they start I eating solids? I, well, she already eats solids, but oh, the solids is like sweet potato mashed, you know, like right. mashed broccoli or like stuff like that. It's not like anything, yeah. you know, uh, would normally consider. So, I can't um, but yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah. That's so sweet. Um, wait, I forgot one more voice note. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I forgot one more. Oh, we have another one? Yay. Last one. We'll end it on a high note from the one and only Keo. I was wondering, where's the Keo message? One thing I love about Arden is he's smooth. He's smooth. He, he's smooth. Like, the, the, the man is smooth. You know? You know what do you mean by that? You touch velvet. Okay. And you just, like, have that, like, it's so smooth. That's Arden. There we go, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's autumn. <laughs> yeah, that's autumn. What up? <laughs> that's so funny. Everyone was telling me that about this nickname that they have for you, Velvet. And I was like, because everyone's like, he's as smooth as Velvet. And then I tried to call you that. And you're like, can we can we drop that nickname? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I don't know what the smooth part they trying to. You're dancing. Okay. Your dance moves are always so smooth. Like every time you dance, it's just like. Okay. I don't know, smooth. I'm referring to dancing because I feel like sometimes the saying that me is like, I'm like this smooth guy. Like, like well, maybe like me. when you were single, that could be applied there, but now it's just for your dance moves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, well, I'll let you go, but thank you. And I didn't cry this time. You didn't have to see me cry. And <laughs> yeah, big win for everybody. And I think about you guys all the time because I look at this every day. And I just, yep, it's the best thing, highlight of my life. And I just, we couldn't have done it without each other. I think you need to like shift it a little bit so people can say it. Maybe I'll just turn my chair like that. There you go. You see, that's yeah. what you should be doing. It. I should have it up on a shelf. Like You can't hide that precious gold. You're right. Today, Mateo was literally grabbing it with his hands. <gasps> and really? drive kicks with his legs. Oh, I can't wait to see if he like has dance moves or wrestling moves. Like, oh, it's so exciting. He doesn't have a dance moves. Yeah, it's like this with like all the time. It's in his blood. Yeah, he's driving. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you. Um, tell everybody what your Instagram is so they can start paying attention to your cooking. Oh, the arson. The Instagram. Instagram is the Artem C. What is it? The Artem C. Oh, I knew that. I just didn't ever put it together. I just saw it. I've never heard you like, say it aloud. My name was taken, so I was like, oh, oh. shoot. And then oh. I couldn't do my first last name because it's just way too long. So I'm like, Yeah, oh. but that's like on The Bachelor. You know how they always just say your last initial? It'll be like Artem There you go. There you, yeah, go. There you go. Just with the T-H-E in the first. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you. I know you're so busy and such a friggin' hands-on dad right now. So yeah, thank you for taking the time. Is he sleeping? Well, he was taking that, but I, yeah, I think he got up right now. So okay, yeah. well, good timing. I'll let you go, but thank you so much for doing the pod and um, miss your face. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Miss you too. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I'm Caitlin Bristow. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Get new episodes every Tuesday exclusively on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Vinos, do you own or rent your own home? Sure you do. Bet it can be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. 
Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because I know you have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. 